Call Real Season 2, Episode 1. It's been a long time coming, but we are ready to get it rolling again. My name is Dominic Rasmussen, sitting next to me. Roll it. For those of you who are paying attention, I used Rasmussen instead of Aslan. I do not call her by her first name. I call her by her last name, Rasmussen. So from here on out, I will be using Rasmussen. I'll be referring to Aslan. You're just making it more authentic, right? That's right. That's how it happens. Call it real. So we're super excited about this season. We kind of have a new layout this time. You guys are going to be hearing a lot more from Dominic and I. We're going to have some podcasts, just the two of us, some podcasts with guests. Basically, our idea is that we'll pick a topic or something really close to our heart, and then Dominic and I will talk about it for an episode, and then we'll bring on a guest or someone in our life who we feel like could speak wisdom into it. So we'll bring a guest on for the second episode, and then we'll have another episode where we just kind of reflect on what the guest said. So that's kind of like a rough outline idea of what we think about doing. And today we're going to talk about living unconventionally or living outside the box and just our experiences. Since since I graduated high school and Dominic graduated college, we made some kind of unconventional decisions. And I think we've both experienced a lot of life from living that way. And so we're just going to talk a little bit about our experience and yeah, just how we found life from the choices we've made. If this episode is the first podcast that you are listening to of ours, in our first podcast, This Is Us, we talked a little bit about our experiences post-school and kind of what we have done, um, including doing missions work and living overseas for a little bit. I think that really has shaped us into how we want to live our lives moving forward. Just the dreams and the visions that we've had. Yeah, I mean, I think it was built on that, really. Like my, I mean, you and I have different experiences because you had gone through college, but for me, I mean... That was like my first choices I made living on my own. You know, I chose to go do this missions program and go live overseas and do that. And that was really foundational for me. Like my first adult choice to do that. I just remember like, man, in high school, everyone my senior year, they never stopped asking me, oh, like, what are you doing next? Or what are you studying? Like that was always the question. They'd be like, oh, you're about to graduate. So what's your plan next? Did that ever happen to you? Like, did you relate to that? Oh, constantly. Every single year of college, someone is always asking, what are you majoring? What do you want to do with your major? This and that. And it never it never ends, especially your last few years of college, especially as your upperclassmen, you go to all these um, job fairs and all these things to really work on your resume practically. It's just trying to make yourself look good on a piece of paper. And it was, it was hard. It was definitely just a struggle trying to figure out what you want to do with like the rest of your life. People are asking, what is your life plan? between ages of 17 and 22, 23, and there's so much time. That's be, that's, that should be a time where you're doing a ton of different things to try to figure out what you've liked, and I think both of us have done a little bit of that. Yeah, I just remember never knowing what to say, right? Like, they would ask, oh, what are you studying, or what are you doing next? And I just never had an answer, and I felt like something was wrong with me then. Like, I felt like I needed to have an answer, you know? And I don't know, since releasing myself of that I guess and feeling like I don't have to have an answer like that's okay I think I was really insecure about that to begin with but I feel like I've really gone on a journey like how do I release myself from that so that when other people ask I can confidently say you know what I don't know and that's okay you know because I think that there there's a really limiting idea about success like if people if you view success through one lens of like needing to graduate high school and then go to college and then get a job. And like, if you view it through very step-by-step way, 
I think it really ends up just limiting you. For some people, that is really their passion, you know? <laughs> that is really what they want to do, and they experience a lot of life from it. But if you don't have the same path laid out for you, or if you're not choosing to make those same decisions, like, don't let that be the one and only, right? Don't limit yourself to that. Like, find purpose in pursuing Yeah, what makes you come alive? I remember Sam Colder, he came out with this awesome video Mm. that it was like, I think it's called, like, he wrote it to his brother just because his brother had died or something. I don't need to go into the backstory of that. But anyway, so Sam Colder has this really cool video, but he says, don't ask yourself what the world needs. Ask yourself what makes you come alive because what the world needs is more people who come alive. And I remember that really hitting me. I watched that like either towards the end of high school or right when I graduate. And I remember that being really inspiring to me. Yeah. And it's crazy because I feel like a lot of people try to chase like one passion, like try to find like the one thing, the one like golden ticket idea to the rest of your life, you know, but I feel like a lot of us have a ton of different, different passions. And a few that I've have experienced this last summer have been I've always known that I've really enjoyed traveling. I've been able, I've been fortunate enough to travel to different countries across the world. Um, after living overseas, I've seen it as more like a long-term thing. And also just things here in the U.S., we've started this podcast and just having a passion to share our story. Another passion that I have discovered is traveling the U.S. in a van or traveling North America in a van. And that is something that I have really just been kind of obsessing over on YouTube and I just glow every time I just think about living in a van and being able to travel and wanting to learn how to get into photography to be able to be able to do that along with the van. So I've discovered so many different passions that I never would have had in high school or never would have thought were possible in high school or in college. I was always very business minded and practical minded and I always was thought I wanted the best and the biggest and the most expensive, but I've really seen how much life I get from the simplicity of things. Yeah, I think the cool thing about passion is, I don't know, passion is awesome to be able to find things that make you come alive. But really, when it boils down, at least for me, like none of it matters if you don't have purpose, none of it matters. And you find your purpose from people, right? From being able to do your life with people. And I think that, I don't know, I feel like that was the key to like that quote, when Sam Cole talked about like coming alive, like when you're with people who are alive, and whatever it is that they're doing, right? Whether it's that they're going to college, and that's what made them feel alive and come alive, or whether it is that they started their own business or traveled for a little while or whatever it is. You know, that quality when you like look at someone or talk to someone, and you know that they're exactly where they're supposed to be. It almost gives you peace, right? Interacting with somebody like that when you're like, man, you know what, they are exactly where they're supposed to be right now. They are content. They are alive. You know, I feel like that's the feeling that like everyone wants, right? To to be able to have that for themselves. It's almost like you're envious sometimes, right? You're like, man, you feel like you've made it. (laughs) You know, you're right there where you are. You're experiencing that feeling feeling of just fulfillment. And I think that there's there's lots of different paths and lots of different ways to get there. And if you trap yourself in one mindset, and you're always going towards whatever finish line, whether it's finishing college or finishing your practicum or finishing something. And what are you actually living? Like you can only live moment by moment. That's as much as you can take in at a time. So what do you want to fill those moments with? When you talk to somebody who is just alive and passionate about what they do, and no matter what it is, I see them as successful. And no matter if they are financially successful or professionally successful, when you're talking to somebody who is just passionate and excited to share about what they love and live out what they do, and if it's 
so simple, I deem them as successful and I, it gives me life. Most of those people had a passion and they chased that passion and lived it the best they could. And by doing that, they found out what they wanted to be through that. Well, I like that distinction that you make, though, when you talk about who versus what, right. right? Those are really, that's an important distinction to make, right? When you figure out who you are, what brings you purpose? Like you, this, like the seed of your identity, like who do you want to be in this world? Who do you want to surround yourself? Who do you call yourself? You know, then once you can feel secure in that, and I don't really think that's a destination. I don't really think that's a place that you get to. I think that's something that you're always uncovering, right? Uh-huh. But once you think about that and spend time thinking about this is who I want to be, then you can figure out the what that goes with it, okay? I want to be someone who is healing or something, so I'm going to go study to be a doctor or you know what I mean? Like you figure out the who first and then the what comes. And I think we always reverse that. I think that it's such an easy mindset to be like, okay, what are you going to do? Right? What? Like the amount of times people have been like, okay, so what are you doing? My friend the other day was like, are you ever going to figure out what you're doing, Aslan? And I remember him just being like totally just confused about the choices I was making. And honestly, I'm a little confused about the choices <laughs> yeah. I'm making. But I remember that feeling a little insulting to me. Like, you know what? No, I'm not looking to figure out what I'm doing next. You know, I'm trying to figure out who I am right now. I feel like that's an important journey. And I think we need to give credit to that and kind of reverse that in our mind. Talking about and champion that and celebrate yeah. that journey of finding who. And then the what comes, right? Right. Because then you figure out, all right, this is who I want to be. So I'm going to go do this. And then the what comes to life. Right. I remember Levi, my brother, told me one time, he's like, Aslan, we're called human beings for a reason, not human doings. And that's kind of silly, but I just remember that like really clicking in my brain. Like, we're not meant to be identified only by what we do. It's about who we are. It's about how, like, just being with people, Mm -hmm. being ourselves, being, you know? I don't know. It's just cool. I think it's cool to be in a stage where you can recognize that and cool where you can champion that in other people that are along the journey. And I hope that you guys that are listening feel like you can, I don't know if you guys are on this journey right now or if you would like to be, but just finding space and time to champion who you are and how you want to be in this world as opposed to just what you're doing, because those things just end up, I don't know, for me, they end up feeling shallow. I remember in high school, I think every summer between each year of school, I had a different job. And I started out as working on a golf course, I did ballet, and I worked at a old kind of classic car lot where they sold the old classic cars, but I was detailing the cars. So I was scrubbing underneath, like power washing underneath, just dirt in my face, and I had to spray paint the pipes to make them look good for pictures. Obviously, I was none of those things. You know, like when people ask, like, who are you or what are you? I would never have said, oh, well, I'm a detailer of classic cars. You know, like I never wanted to be those things. It's like your job title is not always who you are. You know, it's it's important to know who you are because when you maybe have to do those type of jobs that you don't love or you're in a time of of kind of passing or transition, kind of like I feel like what we're in, it's important to know who you are because then you don't get lost. Yeah, for me, I'm definitely in a time of transition. I haven't had a steady job in the last, I don't know how many years, but obviously I was in school. But this summer, since, since April, I think I've had four different jobs, but I've just known who I am and my passions. And I haven't put my identity in any of those jobs. It's always just being open and being flexible. I think is goes along. And I think the cool part about that too is that you also allowed yourself to have space to then explore new things. Like in this time, 
you've dreamt about living in a van, right? And been able to really cultivate that and grow that. I think that's something that you're really going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And now you've, you know, he just started a photography page on Instagram. And so we can leave the plug for that at the end. But, you know, like you're into photography and videoing. Like you made a GoPro video of our summer together, you know? And all of those things, you wouldn't have, if you were thinking about doing a job, you wouldn't have been able to come alive. And it's not that a job is bad by any means, but it's not it. I think that's the point. That's not the only thing. Like you can still find fulfillment and find passions and find joy in life if you're not tied into one thing, you know, and it's, it's been kind of a crazy journey for you, but I feel like you have really opened up like a creative lens, which is a really new space for you. And that's awesome. Yeah. And this last six, eight months, I've just been living, I've been telling Aslan, I've been living by basically two words and it's why not? You know, I've had these dreams and passions and I've just thought, why not do it? Why not start a podcast? Why not start photography, Instagram, even though I know nothing hardly about photography? And I just want to learn. I've just, just been very open to trying new things and I've found such great joy in these things. And that's what I love about my friend Jess. We actually had her on the podcast in season one, but she has a new podcast that she just launched called Say Yes Anyway. And I love just the idea behind the whole podcast of just what if what if we just said yes, right? What if we didn't let fear or doubt or money or anything stop us and we just were like, yeah, let's do it. So you guys should definitely check out that podcast as well. She's one of my dearest friends, and I'm really excited that she started this. That's actually a really good question, though. If money wasn't an object or an idol, what would you do? A dream that I've had to be to move to a certain country for two to five years, maybe. Find the need for that country and try to fulfill that need. But not just come in as, like, oh, I'm going to fix everything, but really know the culture, know the people, and get to know what the need is there and try to fill that need. And then, in turn, to employ the native people of that country so they can continue on fulfilling that need down the road. I think it'd be so cool to learn the language and the culture, learn as many languages as I could. And so that would be what I would do if money was not an option to be able to travel to different countries and just love on the people and fulfill a need for the country. And I would also love to do that here in the U.S., to be able to buy a van and live out of a van and travel to different states or different cities around the U.S. and fulfill a need for that city, do a kind of non-profit work maybe, and just to learn more about each area maybe of the U.S. Obviously, my heart is to travel and to serve people. Those would be two things that I would really love to do if money was not in play, which I think are actually two very attainable and doable things, which makes me really excited to think about and dream about. What would you do? I think for me, I have realized that my life is really hollow if I don't have people in it. I think this season of life since I came back from overseas, due to COVID and then I've just been kind of living at home and not had much of a community. I think I've really realized that I need that. So man, if I could do anything, I'd want to start something with people like, and that's very big and very broad, but I think I would want to, I don't know, rent out like a, some kind of building where we serve coffee and we drink and we just mm. gather together or, you know, or some kind of nonprofit or something like that, where people can just gather together because man, for so long in high school, I was just such a dreamer about like adventure. Mm. And I don't even know if adventure is such a broad term, but traveling and adventure. And, but none of that matters if you don't have the right people right. doing it by your side. You can be in your hostel in Cambodia, in France and wherever alone and being sad still. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter where you are. I remember feeling that in Jordan because I was in Jordan and I would wake up some mornings and I would just be really sad 
because I missed being with people that I loved, Mm -hmm. right? And I was like, man, I'm in freaking Jordan. Why am I sad right now? And it's like, you can't outrun that, you know? You can't outrun that kind of stuff. You have to know where your purpose lies. And I think, I mean, mine really does with people. Like, I have to be walking with Mm -hmm. people. Yeah, I think that's probably what I would do if money wasn't an option. Like, kind of buy some kind of old, like, building, make it like a coffee shop, hang out, like, community space. Yeah, and just gather with people that I loved. I think there's just there's so much wealth in relationships and there's so much wealth in purpose that's outside of financial wealth. So that kind of brings in just a broader definition of wealth. And I know that is something is very dear to your heart. No, yeah, for sure. I remember um, when we were growing up, my family, my I remember we would ask my dad, we'd be like, are we rich? And he always said yes. And we were not rich. Oh my goodness. We had, we, I mean, I didn't really ever know because I was young and my parents never really let on that we didn't have a lot of money because we always, they always told us we were rich, right? They always, you know, my dad said, I have, you know, I have you and I have your brothers and I have your mom and I am so wealthy, you know, like he used to just say, I'm the richest guy ever. And I remember really believing that, like being like, wow, daddy has so much money, (laughs) you know, but it wasn't even about that. Like, and as I've gotten older, that really stuck with me. Like just the symbolism of that, thinking about wealth is just such a broader thing. You know, I think that people will throw everything into any kind of security. We can talk about wealth, like financial security, if you want. Want to, but anything that feels secure, they'll throw themselves into that. Once they achieve that, if they don't have a broad definition of wealth or wealth in relationship, they end up feeling empty. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that, you have the college education, you have the big fancy car in the house, and you have the 401k and the nine to five job. And then you go to bed at the end of the night and you still feel like something's missing. Yeah, I just remember never feeling that. Like we did not have a lot of money growing up. We lived in an RV in a mobile home for a year, right? And I never knew, like, I always felt totally taken care of and loved and supported. And I think that that really, that really impacted me for sure. Thinking that wealth can be so much broader. And it's not saying that there's anything bad about a quote unquote conventional path because the word conventional and (laughs) unconventional can get kind of weird. It's not like any of that matters. I think the purpose or the point is that you can find purpose in all different walks of life. And the I think the more, I don't know, more broad experiences you have and the more different kind of people you meet, the more you realize there's more than one way to do this life. You know, there's not just one right way. And that's exciting. That should be exciting, right? That's, we, I think we, we say that almost every day is there's so many ways to live this life. There's so many ways. It's just crazy. Yeah. And so why, why compromise? I feel like when you compromise or if you compromise and you fail, it hurts even more than when you fail doing something that you love. And that is just something that a risk that I'm willing to take in my passions moving forward, like with the podcast or social media or the van, like I'm willing to put what I have in my line to seek something that I love. Every time I've ever talked to any old person, right? Like whether it's been my grandparents or someone in their retirement home or something like that, we used to always sing for nursing homes when I was little in my little church choir. And I remember I would sit with everyone in the nursing home they tell me stories about their life, and the only time I ever heard them say that they regretted something was something that they didn't do. Mm. And we hear that a lot, right? You regret the things you don't do. But that's really true. I think that mm. is really true. Like, you can't be afraid, you know? I know so many people who have gone, and they did a little bit of college, and then they did something else, and then they went back to college, and now they're like, mm. they have their doctorate degree in something. And they didn't throw away college, but they also weren't tied to it. And I know a lot of people that are like that. Right, and I loved my college years. Coming out of high school, I was torn between trying to pursue golf 
in college or just going to the University of Iowa and just being a student. Not many kids in my class left Iowa or even the Midwest. So it wasn't like it was an easy decision to leave my friends. And it wasn't a very common decision, but I felt, you know what, I'm just going to make it happen. I'm going to go for it, see what happens. So I went out and played for junior college and then ended up getting a scholarship to play golf in LA, where I really found myself and found confidence in myself to be who I was and find who I was. And it was incredible. We did everything from a Justin Bieber concert to going to the beaches to going to Disneyland every week with our Disney pass. I look back on that time of going to California and I just don't regret it. I have no regrets on trying to make that happen, trying to pursue that dream and make it happen. I ended up coming back to the University of Iowa to be closer to my sister and to fulfill my dream of being a Hawkeye, which I also loved in that time, was also very forming for me. But I left college with no regrets of things that I didn't try to pursue. And so I just want to encourage people, if you have something that you are just itching to do, to make your best effort to make it happen. I don't want this to make it sound like pursuing your dream will just be easy and all your dreams will come true right away. No, there's obviously always a time of transition. And for me, there was definitely times of depression and just leaving my old life behind. What am I doing? You know, so I just hope that with our stories of overcoming that we can just give you guys some encouragement to everyone who's listening. Just, yeah, I mean, you're right where you're supposed to be if you're feeling fulfillment. And if you have people that are alongside you, that are supporting you, that's where you're supposed to be. And if you don't feel like you're supposed to be that, or don't feel like you're supposed to be in that place, then then shift it, right? Then change something. Because you can. And you're not going to get the time back. You only get to live moment by moment. And that has changed my life for sure. You only can live moment by moment. And you definitely regret the things that you did not do more than the things that you have done. And failed. In life. 100%. Right? The things you do and fail. Makes for a great story. Exactly. Or it you learn from learning. it. It's right. a great learning experience. I was watching some inspirational YouTube videos and Jim Carrey had a really cool video that we will put in the description. And he said, when you're creating yourself to make it, you're either going to have to take on a chance of being loved or hated for who you really are. Are going to have to kill who you really are and fail into your grave, grasping onto a character you never were? Mm-hmm. And the thought of grasping onto a character that I never was makes it a little scary, but it just makes me almost excited to just chase the things that I want to be. Yeah, we get to figure out who we want to be, right? That's it's never awesome. too late. It's never too late. No matter how old you are, there's always opportunities to chase your passions. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. We're going with a little bit of shorter format, so that's something that you can kind of digest a little bit easier. Please, we love feedback. Let us know if we if there was anything that inspired you about the podcast or anything or any, any questions you have or anything you want to hear from us. Dominic and I are really excited just to share more of us and our stories with you. Yes, please message us on our Instagram at callitreal underscore. We would love to hear from you and answer any questions that you guys have. We will answer them in our next podcast. We'll also ask the questions to our guests as well. So we would love to hear from you at CallReal underscore. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. We appreciate you guys. We hope that you will continue to make those things happen that you really want to do. We love you guys. Peace. Peace.